A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Out in the cold out in the dark something's lurking at the edge of the park people be warned people beware there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair hear him cry hear him howl looking for someone to disembowel claws like a hook eyes like coal feet so big they're gonna crush your soul they call him sasquatch Hello, my friends. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. I can't believe it's the end of January already. Where the hell did that month go? It's kind of whizzed past. I don't know about for you, but for me, it's it's just gone by in a blur. I have an absolutely fascinating guest lined up for you this week. I'm going to jump straight into it. I have the adorable Bigfoot Michigan Rob on the show. And if you haven't heard of him, he hosts his own podcast. Well, there are actually a, a few of them. There's Brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob, there's Texas Front Porch, and there's Beyond BMR, which is the YouTube channel. And I highly recommend you check his shows out. He has really interesting guests on his show, and he explores so many interesting subjects, including Bigfoot witnesses and Dogman witnesses, but he also goes into portals and alien abductions and all the rabbit holes he can find. Rob is also a Bigfoot witness, and he's going to share the terrifying experience that he had back in 2018. And how that kicked off his fascination with our hairy friends and for all things paranormal. He's also going to share some of his crazy paranormal experiences as well. So let's get into it. Here's Bigfoot Michigan Rob. Rob, thank you so much for agreeing to chat to me for Yowie Central. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about 
how you started doing your show and hear about your show and hear about some of your experiences. So do you want to tell the Yowie Central listeners a little bit about your show first? Sure. Uh, thank you very much, Sarah. And it is a pleasure to be on. I do appreciate it. I have followed you for quite some time, as, as you know, and, and I love your podcast. And I'm so uh, honored to be a part of what you've got going on. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, my name is Rob, but, you know, I have a YouTube channel called Bigfoot Michigan Rob. It's pretty easy. You know, just type that out on YouTube and hit the link and subscribe. Yeah, so I've been doing that for a little over a year now. And we've got, I personally have on on Tuesdays, I have a live show called Beyond BMR. And we talk about a lot of things outside of the cryptid world. We talk time travel, ufology, aliens. But it also seems to circle back to to cryptids. So that show is kind of more going, it goes down the rabbit hole. We tie all this together. And on Thursdays at one in the East, I know all your listeners will be asleep. So you can always watch them for free on the replay. If you subscribe, <laughs> just uh, look them up. It's called brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob. And that's more about Bigfoot and a dog man type show where I have researchers from all across the world come on some that are well-known, like Ron Moorhead, M.K. Davis, Duke Sullivan. And then I also have people that are, are new, in the, new in the game. So it's a nice variety of, of experiencers and researchers that we get together for two live shows on my channel. And I'm not going to get into it. We have a flagship channel that also does eight, up to eight shows per week. Uh, but for what we're talking about today, we can just you know concentrate on you know, Bigfoot, Michigan, Robin, what we do there two nights a week. And I also provide a subscriber encounter stories on my channel where a person that wants to remain anonymous, they will tell me their story and I will put their story together and I will broadcast it in video form on my channel again, which is actually very popular. A lot of, and they're, they're eight, 10 minute videos that goes over a person's encounter. And some of them are scary. Some of them are Heartfelt, uh, so it's a nice variety there. Yeah, what kind of what are you using for the what's on the screen as the video? Have you have you using images or illustrations? Well, you know what I. That's a great question. What I did is I just all I do, you know, there's a lot of people that do a video and they'll have background, they'll have the woods. I, you know, what I do, and people seem to like this, Sarah. No kidding, I sit in back of the mic. And I record myself telling the story. So you see me with all my facial expressions, right? <laughs> and it's just me talking like I'm talking in front of an audience. I'm not yet that well versed in putting together video and audio, you know, a video project. That is probably coming. But right now it's working. So I'm not really fixing it or changing it right now. But in the future, uh, you know, just to expand, I will probably do something like that. So you just got my face with my my trademark bandana talking to you, telling you the story for about 10 minutes. I think if I were to expand that to 20 or 30 minutes, then I probably would add video content. But it's like a it's like a 10 minute vlog, personal vlog about people's encounters. So, you know, you got to look at me and deal with it. Or you can, you know, or you can listen to it on your phone, like in a podcast version. Oh, I'm sure people love. I actually was told that by somebody that they much prefer to see my face talking than just 
you know, nothing on the screen. Like, cause I, I all of my shows are audio shows and usually you, you, there's nothing on the screen. Um, but I did do, I was on someone else's show and one of my listeners said, God, it's much nicer seeing your face while you're talking. So <laughs> I'm sure your listeners really love seeing your face while you're reading that out too. Well, you know, I, okay, I suppose they do. Thank you for that. I mean, uh, <laughs> and it's cool, but with the live shows, because when we do the live shows, it's myself and my co-hosts, and I got several different co-hosts throughout the week. But, yeah, you know, on the video, you see me behind the mic, my co-host, and also the uh, the researcher, the experiencer, our guest, and then you can see them. So the three of us is typically three of us, myself, the co-host, and a guest. And, yeah, and we – you can see us, and we we ch- we chatter back and forth, and have a great conversation. And of course, we have people in the chat that participate. You know, at the end of the shows, a lot of times we'll we'll open it up to questions from the audience, and they'll ask that of myself or our guests. So it's kind of an interactive thing as well. A lot of shows don't interact with their guests, and that's something unique about us because we will interact with people in chat rooms, in our chat room, I should say. So it makes it more of a, you know, it's kind of homey. It's kind of like kicking back and having a group discussion. So that's kind of unique, and and, a lot, and people do like that, and I and I, I like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I I highly recommend to my listeners to check Rob's show out. I watched yesterday the live show, which was that the Beyond BMR or that the was brunch? Beyond BMR. Yes, yeah. that was the Beyond. The Beyond shows the night show, and yeah. brunch is the date show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was a fantastic show. I loved your. Your guest, Brian Bowden Bowden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, not sure how to that, pronounce right? the yes. last name. <laughs> um, right. But that was a, a really fascinating show. I really enjoyed it. And I've also caught a couple of other episodes of um, Texas Front Porch, which was fantastic. Uh, really, both of you are really interesting people, and the guests you have on your show uh, are also fascinating. So I definitely recommend that to, to my listeners. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I do appreciate that because, you know, what we all do, you included, you know, we, we strive to uh, to grow our shows and put out good quality content. And uh, and I'm glad to be talking to the Australian audience. In fact, I've got 96% of my listeners or viewers are from the States and the Brits are at 0.9%, but Australia is in second place at 08 so after today, hopefully we can take down the British. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, um, Brent Thomas from Paranormal Portal told me that yeah. the Australian listeners are, are one of his bigger audiences, aside from the American listeners. Uh, Australia was his second next biggest audience. So I think there's actually there's actually quite a large audience here in Australia. There's a lot of people who are really, really interested in the paranormal realm, and that in, I mean, within that, I'm including, uh, you know, Yowie's Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Oh, sure. There's there's a lot of interest, and it seems to be it seems to be growing. And I I like what I did like about I do like about your show is that it's similar to mine. I, I it's it's called Yowie Central for a reason. That was my first interest, my 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 passion, and because I do yes. a lot of witness um, Yowie witness interviewing, but I also go down all the rabbit holes I can find, and so do you. I think you and I have got very similar similar interests and a similar show. Yeah, thanks, and I think we do. And, you know, how 
and you're right. And brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob was just Bigfoot and 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 Dogman. But even way before then, I've been interested in UFOs, aliens, uh, ancient civilizations, the paranormal. And I'm learning about all these subjects and I'm growing within it. So we decided to, you know what, as much as I love Yowie, Yeti, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, we had to branch out, right, and give the people more than just that. At least that's what I wanted to do because I love all of this because even on the show last night, it all comes full circle. Yeah, in my opinion, Sasquatch, Yowie, that's, there's paranormal aspects to it. There's paranormal aspects to everything. I mean, aliens. So we try to tie that all together, and that was uh, one of the goals is to encompass everything. And, you know, it's a funny story how – actually, I can tell how Brunch – excuse me, how Bigfoot Michigan Rob even came – into play if i was going to start a show i don't think i was going to name it the youtube show bigfoot michigan rob i for some reason i've been trying to change that but all the fans and and the people that listen say rob don't ever change your name we love it so that's not going away but here's how it evolved it was in 2018 of june i had a bigfoot encounter and before I get into the story, I had an encounter and I was, it was, I was kind of traumatized. So I'm, I'm reaching out to several people had no idea where to look. And so a person said, you've got to talk about this. You should go on a couple shows. In fact, the first thing, Rob, <clears throat> excuse me, what you should do is just do a video on YouTube and just put it out there. Speak on it. Get it off your chest. And have people view it and give you comments and maybe help you heal. Because I definitely was in need of a healing aspect. So I, I live in the state of Michigan. My name is Rob. And I saw Bigfoot. So Bigfoot Michigan Rob was born. <laughs> and that was my YouTube channel. So when I made my first video, because I'd never use YouTube for anything other than watching like music videos. I never use it like I do today. Every day I'm on it for different things. I never use it to watch documentaries or any other videos. It's just a musical platform I use. Then I find out that YouTube is much, much more than that today. So I made the handle and then I started my channel. I only started the channel just to talk about my encounter, and that was it. Then I did not realize that four years later, I would actually turn it into a show. And I, and I'm so glad you did because how fun how fun is it to be doing this every day, doing shows like this, talking to people who've experienced these things, obviously having the experience yourself as well. Um, it's as we were talking before we started the show, it's you've ended up with a new career that's fun. Yeah, you know, I did. Like I was talking with you before we got on air. Yeah, I, I started out in the automotive business. I went to the University of Michigan, graduated, got a job in uh, operations, did that. And then I always want to own a business. So I saved my money. My parents thought I was crazy for quitting a pretty good job and starting a bar business, of all things. In fact, the first three years in the bar business, I uh, 
I had to move back in with my parents because I wasn't making any money. <laughs> the wife, the wife was not happy, and yes, I was <laughs> no, married. No. I soon got divorced. I might say oh, because sad. of my decision. Right? Oh. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about, things happen for a reason. Man. Yeah. 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 And I can't be any more happier here uh, doing what I'm doing. And uh, and if you like, I can I can get into a. Uh, you know, my encounter. Oh, like. yes. Yes, please. I'm dying to hear about it. Tell me what happened. So, again, this is how it all formed. Brunch or Bigfoot to Michigan Rob was formed because of this. So this is June 2018. In fact, the date was June 15th, exact. My then-girlfriend, Cindy, I had uh, asked her, I said, hey, let's go to Cadillac, Michigan, Lake Cadillac. It's about a three-and-a-half-hour ride. I told her I already rented a cottage. I rented a boat. I am an outdoorsman. She really was not. So I said, look, I got to, you know, you've got to, you know, explore the great outdoors. Let's go do some fishing. So she reluctantly agreed. And we traveled to Cadillac, Lake Cadillac. Now, Lake Cadillac, it's a very expansive lake. It's huge. On the lake itself, it's surrounded by a variety of, of homes and businesses, some small industry. Uh, it's got a nice, quaint little town and a very nice place. The lake is, as I said, huge. So we go out. We start today about 10 in the morning. We're taking the boat amongst all these areas trying to find some fish. So we're fishing. Well, we're not catching anything. I could tell she's getting bored. She's like, oh, Rob, this is really great. You know, can't even catch a fish. <laughs> Didn't even get a nibble. So I said, okay, let's explore the lake a little more. So we start, we brought in our fishing lines and we traveled uh, again across this big lake. And so we came to this canal. Now this canal connects to another lake, which is called Lake Mitchell. Now Lake Mitchell is is a big lake as well and um, traveled through the canal and we proceeded down Lake Mitchell Southwest to what they call Mitchell Bay. So it was a nice bay. So now this Lake Mitchell now is not nearly as built up with the homes and industry. It's a little more secluded. There were houses dispersed about, but certainly not like on the big lake. So we're drifting maybe 90 feet from shore. And so I, I take about putting together our tackle. I'm setting up our fishing line. So I've got uh, my the, the rod and reel in my hand. I'm looking down at the bottom of the boat and I'm, I'm configuring our gear. And uh, my girlfriend, Cindy, she's kind of standing up, just looking at the shoreline, taking in the beauty of, of the lake because the lake also also backs up to the Manistee National Forest. And at the edge of the, the wood line, the wood line came right to the to the lake and it kind of dropped off. So there's no sandy beach around there or nothing. It's just pretty much wood line, boom, drops into the into the lake. With an exception of some perhaps little small flatter areas where I guess you could put a picnic table if you wanted to do that. Um, so we're drifting 
and all of a sudden, again, my head is down putting together our, our bait. And Cindy says, hey, Rob, somebody's throwing rocks at the boat. And I'm like, what? So I look up, look towards shore. I don't see anything. I said, Cindy, it's probably just maybe some fish jumping around. So I, I, I pay no mind to it. I get back to conducting uh, my work on the rod and reel. Now she says, Rob, someone's throwing rocks at the boat. I just seen one land about five feet in front of the boat. I look up. Okay, Cindy, let me look. I said, Cindy, look. Look, look out there. I don't see anything. Did you see somebody throw a rock? She goes, no, but it came from the tree line. Okay, so I look up to the shoreline. I said, Cindy, let me at least get our tackle together, and I can join you. We can start fishing, and I'll experience whatever it is that, you know, you claim, right? She's like, okay. So I, I look down, and then for whatever reason, Sarah, I, I happened to look up toward the sky. The sky was brilliantly bright blue. The sun was in the background, and I happened to see this object. Come, kind of falling out of the sky, and I'm looking. I'm, if My first thought was it was a bird that perhaps it was just falling to the ground or to the into the lake. But I look, and all of a sudden, it's in fact not a bird, but it's it's about a, a rock the size of a baseball. And it lands maybe three and a half, four feet in front of of the of the boat. Creates a splash. So now I look to Cindy to apologize, but all I can see now this is uh, June fifteenth, as I made mention, and she already has a very nice suntan. And from head to toe, Sarah, her body was drained of all color. It was completely white. And I say, Cindy, and she does not look at me. She doesn't answer me. I look to the shoreline and standing there. Again, mind you, we're 90 feet away. We're pretty close. There's this creature. It's about nine foot tall. Long, flowing, reddish brown hair. Staring at us from the shoreline. Its arms dangled down past the kneecaps. The front of its chest was not covered in hair. It was kind of like gray, like gray skin. The face was like gray and kind of wrinkled looking. And, you know, the odd thing about this thing, when I look at it, it reminded me and I mean no offense when I say this, but I tell this story at the same time every time. It looked like a human being suffering from Down syndrome. Both the eyes were offset. They weren't parallel with each other like ours are. They, one was kind of drooping down. It had a, 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 a flat nose, wide nose. And, and, it just, and at the time, I can't really see the mouth until it dropped its jaw. Now, here's the thing. Again, referring back to what I'm looking at, it's reddish-brown hair, long, looks like a human with Down syndrome. Drops its jaw. When it drops its jaw, it probably dropped a good six to seven inches downwards. Wow. So in other words, yeah, your jaw, it just dropped completely down. 
And now as it drops the jaw, you can now see the size of the mouth. The mouth extended from ear to ear. And when it opened its mouth, you could I, you could literally fit probably a bowling ball in it or two softballs. On the bottom were two, two teeth only that I saw. And on top, there were also two teeth. And they looked kind of like oversized German Shepherd uh, teeth. Not sharp, but not. they were bigger than a dog's. But you could tell they were there. And now, this thing takes its arms and he raises them parallel to the lake. He kind of leans back with his, his gaping jaw, and he lets out a scream, a yell, and a screech, all in unison. Mind you now, while it's doing this, that face, that Down syndrome-looking face, it got tight. It got taut. It pulled back. The eyes rolled back over black. And the face now contorts or metamorphosizes from a human being into what I today describe as a demon. Right. It just was night and day. I got scared. It looked demonic. Now, as I made mention, all in unison, screeches, roars, yells. You can feel the strength. You can feel the lung capacity of this thing. You can feel the, the power because I got hit with like a what I like a shock wave. You know, you ever see some of those war movies where you can see the waves kind of when a bomb hits and how they kind of flutter towards out from around the, the impact area? Yeah. Well, this is how it felt. And I got hit and I stumbled back. And my girlfriend at the time, Cindy, she was five foot two, 109 pounds, and it and she fell off the back of the boat. Oh, no. Poor Cindy. Yes. Smashes into the water. I'm looking at this, you know, I'm sorry. I call it a creature, a, a demon, because it did not look like any Sasquatch that I've ever seen from pictures. Now, this is the first time I've seen one in real life, right? I've seen the Patterson-Gimlin film. I was familiar with that. I've seen Leonard Nimoy in search of. So I, I knew about Sasquatch. Never thought much of it until this day, to be honest with you. But it, it was a night and day. It looked like demonic, like like a like a kabuki mask that see a lot of the African tribes in South America would wear, and very scary. So now I I try to I move to my I I know I have to get Cindy into the boat. So I try now to move to my right. But now all of a sudden I can't move. I'm paralyzed. Now all of a sudden. As I said, I got hit with that shockwave. But now the beautiful color of the forest, the greens, the blues of the skies, the orange sun, I am now looking through a filter through my eyes because everything is now dull. Everything is now like kind of black and white. It seems like time stopped or slowed down because this incident probably took less than 15 seconds, but it felt right now as I'm seeing this, it felt like an hour and I cannot move or speak or get to my right. And I see this thing. I start shaking my head, shaking my head. I snap out of it. 
all of a sudden I can now see uh, uh, clearly. I can see clearly. I get to Cindy. I get her into the boat, pick her up, get her in. The most scared I was, Sarah, is when I looked to shoreline, this thing's gone. I don't know what the hell this thing is. I don't know what's going on. It's just swimming out after us. Where is it? We're frantic. She is beside herself scared. Yeah. I, I'm scared. I turned this boat around. I, I, I you know, I, I, I just opened up the throttle on that boat and just kind of whipped out of there. Almost fell down because I, I hit the throttle so hard and I just cranked it, you know, hard to the left. I did like a 90-degree turn and just started jetting all the way across Lake Mitchell, back through the canal, onto Lake Cadillac. And I, I just beelined it straight toward the docking area where I launched the boat. Get to the, the, the docking area, dock it. Get a blanket out. She's shivering. Cindy is shivering. I put a blanket on her, try to warm her up. Look around for the closest bar or restaurant I can. I've seen, walked up a little half a block, saw this corner little dive bar on the corner. She and I go in there, go back to the far left corner of the bar. Thankfully, there was not too many patrons in there. Now, this is probably about, which is surprising because this encounter took probably we first started on this journey at about 10 in the morning. This whole encounter took place right around 1230. So it's right around a little past lunchtime a little bit now when we get in there. Thankfully, there's not a lot of patrons in there. We get back to the corner. We find this, this corner booth. We both sit down, of course. Um, barmaid comes up to us, asks what we want to drink. Now, Sarah, Cindy, not a drinker. She don't smoke, don't drink. First thing out of her mouth is, I'll have a bottle of Bud Light and a shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Don't blame her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I said, I'll have the same, but make mine a double. <laughs> so, wow. we, uh, before we even utter a word, she takes that shot back, Sarah. She takes it down like a champ without a grimace on her face. I'm like, wow, I was pretty impressed. I do the same. Wash it down with the beer. She says to me, Rob, what do you think that was? I says, Cindy, I don't really know. Because I because re really I didn't know. And she says, You think it was that Bigfoot creature? And I reluctantly said, Yeah, I think it was, but you gotta remember, I seen the Patterson Gimlin film. This thing did not look like it, right? I mean, perhaps the original vision of the, the Down syndrome looking humanoid perhaps was more closely of a resemblance, but to transform, metamorphosize into that demon, it looked like something out of a Marvel comic book. It looks like something from hell. I, to this day, I don't know. I can't tell you what it was exactly that I saw. And there, I said, yeah, honey, I think probably maybe it was. Needless to say, that cut the vacation a little short. We ended up leaving early. We drove home. Immediately upon getting home, we immersed ourselves 
our YouTube videos, we open up our laptops, our computers, start looking up things, went to Barnes and Noble, which is a bookseller here in the States, looking for a books on Bigfoot and other creatures and monsters. I'm trying to find images of what we saw. Can't come up with anything. So the sad thing about this, which I always hate, I can say it now without crying, actually, because it's been since 2018. We saw we had this encounter June 15th of 2018. So Sarah, in August 18th of 2018, which was exactly two months and three days later, Cindy passed away. Oh, no. And the cause of death was like heart attack. Her mother told me. Her mother and I never got along, so I didn't know anything about any autopsy, if it was even done. I had asked her what happened. Cindy had a heart attack. I said, I don't buy that. The first time she drank was when we saw that, had that encounter. She didn't smoke, drink. Young woman in her 40s, early 40s at the time. So now I am crushed. You know, we were dating for several years, and I thought perhaps she was the one, and I started blaming it on this thing. All I keep remembering is this. We got hit with that sound wave. That, that yell scream, the blast, it knocked us both back. She flips off the boat. I'm thinking that maybe her insides got damaged or something, right? And so now I I got in a dark place. And as I told you, this is during the period when I didn't own my bar. And I'm trying to call people. I'm trying to research what, what the hell happened here. And I, I told my bar manager, I said, look, you're not going to see me for about six months. Here are the keys. Don't rip me off. Take the money. Put it in the bank. And please, when I return, I return. Just take care of business for me. I entrusted him to take care of my entire business for six months. And it wasn't until six months later that I did go back to work because I was traumatized. I suffered PTSD. I, I could not think straight. Oh, I, I had nightmares. All I... All I did 24-7 was research Bigfoot and monsters, and I finally reached out to some people in the field, thankfully, because I wasn't getting much information that I thought useful off YouTube or the Internet, and I, I was just at a loss. So I got a hold of some Bigfoot researchers that were in the field, and they gave me some advice. And then I got a whole, I went on, uh, they said, talk about it. That Then again, as I mentioned earlier, I made the Bigfoot Michigan Rob channel and did my video. And then I went on, uh, they said, you got to talk to people. So I got hooked up with Sasquatch Chronicles, West Germer. That's pretty big here in the States. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah, yes, yes. He's huge here as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I went on his show. I went on several other shows. And... That was my quest to, to seek answers. And today, quite frankly, Sarah, I still seek answers. And that's really why I do what I do today now is because what I felt, the trauma I felt, there's there was nowhere for me to go, right? So one of the things that we do do on the Bigfoot Mission Rob channel is we promote awareness. We tell people, I tell people, 
if you've had an encounter and you want to remain anonymous, I have an open line. You know, I, I freely give out my my email. You know, people can get a hold of me on the uh, on the YouTube station or during a show, and I will I will talk with you and and tell you that you're not crazy because I thought I was in a, a nightmare for the longest time. And when I tell you I went dark and deep and didn't care much about life, I I did. I I really I was crushed. It was like a I I can't wish it on even my worst enemy. I know that's cliche. But I really did not think I was going to pull out of this. But it was great friends that I've now discovered. Texts from Texas Front Porch being one of them. It's how we actually got together and formulated our, our shows. And and today now, I know it's a sad story. She's always has a place in my heart. But I am over it. I don't. I do not think that Sasquatch killed her. But I'm not hundred percent sure maybe ninety percent so that has led me up to what I do now today hey Rob I'm I'm so sorry for the, the loss of Cindy that's that's such a such a tragedy and and my god what a what a traumatic experience I'm my heart goes out to you that I'm well, so glad you've come through the other side and, and have, yes I made know, it to the other side yeah, yeah. um I, it was a long healing process. Certainly, the first two years, I was for—I <laughs> was going to swear, but I was for crap. Oh, uh, you can I, swear I, on my show. Okay, okay. <laughs> it <know>. doesn't matter. I—I <laughs> uh, I just I, I was just useless, useless. But I pulled out of it, and and the thing that helped me was uh, talking to people, making a video, talking about the encounter and then listening to other people's encounters, right? You know, listening to them and their stories, offering opinions and, and thoughts. Because a lot of what it is today is simply opinion, right? I mean, we, there are researchers out there, you know, the funny, and it's not funny, there's researchers in this field for over 30 years that have never seen a Bigfoot. I just happen to see one <laughs> fishing, not even a researcher, didn't even think about Bigfoot. I knew about him back when I was a kid, as I made mention earlier, watching uh, Leonard Nimoy did in search of on, on Bigfoot. And then I did see the Gimlin film. And then, uh, and yeah, you know, boom. I mean, that's that's a totally life-changing event right there to yeah. see something like that. I mean, if we see a tiger or a lion in, in Cadillac, yeah, that would be like, wow, you'd be taken aback because they they're not supposed to be here. And that would be kind of traumatic, I guess. But they're beautiful creatures. This thing I saw was far from beautiful. And I'm not here to say that Bigfoot is evil because like human beings, there's good in all of us. And I think that there's good in Bigfoot and Sasquatch. And I think there's evil, but till this day, Sarah, to see that transformation, that's why I, I don't quite know if it was even a Bigfoot, even till this day. And I've talked to many I, hundreds of people from the paranormal side, from the fr flesh and blood side, to the alien side. I mean, I've re I mean, doing what I do now with the show, I have access to many people in many different fields. And you know what? Everybody's 50-50 on the subject. What the hell it was that I saw. And so the, I'm still kind of searching. And I don't know if I'll ever get the answer. I know they exist, right? And uh, it's just, 
to me, it's still today mind blowing. But I do enjoy and love the subject. I love what I do. Again, I I've crossed the line, as you said, and I'm and I'm good today. But I could I couldn't guarantee you that back in 2018. No, no. You know that that transformation kind of reminds me of uh, a witness that I interviewed, and he'd come across a a female Yowie, what what he thinks was a Yowie, in the middle of a of a massive thorn bush like thicket a really really big one and a dog had a dog had run after a rabbit and sort of got stuck halfway into the thicket and so they they were trying to get the dog out and then all of a sudden something pulls the dog further into the thicket and they're sort of wrestling trying to pull their dog out and something was grabbing the dog from inside the the thorn thicket and, and pulling it in they did manage to get the dog out but in, in the hole in the thicket, he looks in and there's this this female, what he thought was a female yaoi face. He said yes. the expression on it was really kind of curious and gentle. There was no malice in that expression. But he looked, he looked away for a second to yell out to his mate, hey, mate, come and have a look at this. He turns yes. back and the being that was there had totally changed. The face elongated it was angry it was furious and he said it it was almost like the mouth it was almost like it turned into a dog man um was was so the the the, the muzzle elongated and oh, wow yes yeah, so he he wasn't sure what happened there if it metamorphosized or there were two different beings there and in the, in the second that it took him to turn around to his friend and look back yes. um whether the female being that he saw had, you know, ducked down and then something else popped up or that it was the same creature but somehow managed to change its physical appearance. I thought of that when you were telling me your story. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, if that's an ability that our hairy friends have to change their appearance or th- we're talking about some other being altogether. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. You know, the meta. If it if that was the same being, that is really kind of close to what happened to me. As far as maybe not looking the same, but certainly sprouting a, a snout, right? Looking like a dog man. Yeah, changing from a, a gentle looking creature into into a dog. Now that certainly is something to think about. I'm leaning towards maybe there was two, but then again, I, I certainly believe it could have metamorphosized because I seen it. And w- when he turned his head in that instance, perhaps there was two and the other one kind of went away. Maybe the dog man looking thing was the protector of the, of the gentle looking creature. I mean, I don't know just, you know, pure speculation of course, but yeah, so yeah. who knows really? Yeah. And so you, you mentioned that the teeth that you saw when it opened its, opened its mouth to yell, scream, were, were they, you said, you mentioned German shepherd teeth. So that, were they pointy? Yeah. They were like on the bottom, like the, on the, and it's funny, I only saw like the four teeth. I didn't see like a whole set of teeth either. It was the, the bottom had two like incisors. They were very narrow, they were very close together, and they went straight up. And the tops, they were spread further apart. Like the two is the two teeth on the bottom, they could like fit between the two top and scissor teeth. That looked like a German Shepherd, but the teeth, yeah, they were 
I would call Fangs not even like a wolf. They they appeared dull. They were just big. They kind of came down. And the first thing I think is like, wow, like a, a German shepherd's teeth, but oversized. Yeah, right. How interesting. And you know that that shockwave that you describe, I've heard that so many times in all the, the uh, witness interviews that I do for Australian Yowie Research. So I've, I've been interviewing people for maybe three years now and, and have interviewed a couple of hundred people. The, the shockwave effect comes up quite a lot it's really interesting that you should you should mention exactly the same thing i haven't heard the the colors go dull before that's a really that's really interesting i haven't heard that before but i I have heard the time seem to stand still and something the shock wave that hit us like you 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 mentioned it pushed cindy overboard and pushed you backwards and and yes I've, i've had witnesses describe feeling Something similar. Um, yeah, and you know, and, and people at first said perhaps that was the infrasound. Yeah. You know, like there's infrasound like tigers or elephants. They all have it where they can kind of stun their prey before they go in for the kill. Yeah. But after, obviously, I've been doing this for a while and looking into a lot of things and talking to people. That infrasound, that's not what I don't think I experienced because certainly the infrasound couldn't have killed Cindy, I don't believe. But it, it's, I don't think the infrasound shockwaves, the decibels are as loud as, as this roar because this thing created, it was something outside of that. It had to be in my mind. You know what I mean? I mean, Sarah, the, we we're 90 feet from shore and it was actual, the water was pretty calm. But, you know, even during this time, it's almost like ripples in a small wake even proceeded to rush towards the boat. I mean, it was powerful. Yeah, right. And I don't think there's any infrasound that that's powerful. I'm not a scientist, but well, I've as, never heard of such a thing. As far as I know, and I'm not a scientist either, but as far as I know, infrasound, because th- that comes up quite a lot in discussions about Bigfoot and Yowies, Yes. Because people feel that, that sense of dread and they feel a bit sick and nauseous and dizzy. And, yes. But, but I was under the impression that infrasound was not audible to your to human ears. It, it vibrates something in your inner ear which makes you feel disoriented and, and frightened and, and sick. And, you know, there's a, there's a variety of symptoms that, that it produces, but it's not audible. So, Correct. So I yeah. don't know... Yes, I don't know what kind of force could physically push you, and and I've heard other people talk about feeling like their in their stomach, their insides were being were vibrating, their organs were vibrating. Um, so I, yeah, I, do, I don't know, I don't know yeah, if that's you know, for sound. That's or not. interesting you say that. I did not feel any of my organs inside me vibrate, or I didn't. I just was. Um, Kind of like I said, paralyzed for a moment because I could not move at all, and I, I I saw it through a filter, black and white now or grays. Not again, the color was gone, and and time seemed to slow down drastically. And but I I just remember shaking my head, saying to myself, "Rob, Rob, snap out of this! You got to get her." 
get the boat and the heck out of there. And it just, then boom, like one snap in the head after several times doing it, boom, all of a sudden I regained all my senses and, and I was no longer paralyzed. I didn't even look toward the shore. I just got her in. Then I looked, the thing is gone. And, and that was, you know, all she wrote, you know, and, and I suspect I probably got some infrasound because I've heard that too. I've heard people get infrasound and they get nauseous and sick. They have that feeling of dread and other people couldn't tell you if they got hit with it or not. I had a friend tell me on a show we had uh, some time back that, she got struck with infrasound right with she was standing right with her friend. They were a, a foot apart of each other. Did not see a, a Sasquatch or a Yeti or Yowie, but they heard a roar. Wasn't natural. The one girl got were very sick. In fact, they were on horseback and her horse even kind of started acting kind of different, but right next to her on horseback, her friend felt nothing. So That's, two different and, people, yeah, two yeah. different occurrences. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've heard that too before. I had a father-son come across a, a very strange creature that we're not sure if it was Yowie or not because the it was down on all fours and the knees were pointing backwards, um, b- backwards bending knees. Uh, it was quite a strange, or hairy from head to toe, and it looked like it's. It appeared to be kind of fishing, lying on a on a, a creek bank, looking down into the water. Um, but the the little the the man and his son. The son was I think eleven years old. The son reported feeling his insides all rumbling and jiggling and, and vibrating, but the father didn't. So yes, I, I've. It's interesting that it can be picked up or directed at one person but not the other who's right next to them. Um, yeah, no, and actually it makes you wonder if the being itself is, is directing at just the one person, right? Yeah. Now, in, in my case, it was directed at both of us. We both got, got we both felt the vibration from the, from the shoreline, from the tree line, you know. So I remember Cindy telling me, yeah, she felt that she got hit with some wave, much like I did, and um, – but neither one of us experienced any sickness, as I made mention of. It was just that boom, you know, they're kind of like, whoa, you know, you got hit with, with like, like I say, you know, I've never been around a bomb going off. I can just tell by watching on television that wave, shock wave that kind of goes across the screen as you watch it. That's kind of how I can describe it in my mind. Yeah, like an it's an energy wave, but is it? Yes, true. is it a Absolutely. sound? Is it a sound yeah. wave? I, I don't. Yes. Ap- not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Energy wave, I would say. Yeah. Yes. And if it, if it was actually infrasound, so it's a sound wave, how could it impact only one person and not the other? How how would how would that be physically possible to emit a sound a, a, a sound wave, but one person? The person standing next to them feels nothing, but one person does. I'm not quite sure if I, if that's possible, and if it, or if it is, maybe different physiological makeups in each person react differently. I uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about 
the, the science behind that, I think, to really yeah. No, I mean, I think it. a lot of us can't even explain it because you can ask the same question of people that have been doing this for some time, and they don't have an explanation. Again, all I could come up with is th these things aren't probably what I experienced. They're not all flesh and blood, you know. I I'm beginning to think that these creatures certainly have a paranormal element to them. I'm even thinking that, again, after doing what I do now for several couple of years now, are we even really looking at a Bigfoot or a Yowie, or is it something else? Is it something in the woods that's pretending to be a Bigfoot? Ooh. Because we, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're going, if you go in looking for Bigfoot and that's on your mind. I do believe these things know your intentions. Anything of the forest, whether it's paranormal or Bigfoot, um, even if you're hunting, you know, even as a hunter, if you're out in your deer stand you're, and you're hunting deer, deer know you're around. They, they know, they suspect something's up, right? They know danger is present. And I'm thinking that some of these things in the paranormal side are so sophisticated that they know, hey, here comes John. He's a Bigfoot researcher looking for Bigfoot. Well, guess what? The paranormal can pick up on that. These entities pretend be a trickster, right? Yeah, possibly. They get you. I mean, I, I it's a theory, and I talked to a lot of people in the paranormal that, that believe this, and kind of my team kind of believes in it, kind of don't. We're all on the fence. Part of us are flesh and blood, and part of us are flesh and blood, and supernatural elements, which is where I am today. I, if yeah. you ask me the definition, I'm going to tell you, I think it's a flesh and blood creature, but boy, it's got paranormal, paranormal elements about it. Yeah, I agree with you. That's where I am at too. I definitely have arrived at that. It's not a, it's not a solid conclusion, but uh, sure. certainly for me, after speaking to so many witnesses now, the evidence does point to definitely real flesh and blood creature that, that is there physically, um, but that has abilities and skills that we don't have that appear paranormal to us, that perhaps are, are, are not, well, I guess it, then you come down to what's the definition of paranormal. I, uh, I interviewed recently two original Australian elders and um, Uncle Donnie and, and Auntie Luna, and they certainly believe that Yowies are both flesh and blood and interdimensional beings. They have the ability to become invisible. They have the ability to to know who you are and see your soul. They they actually believe that there's no random. They don't appear randomly to anyone. That there is a reason behind every time they show themselves to someone. That it's it's to provoke, generally provoke a spiritual awakening in that person or it's to show that person that they're doing the wrong thing. Like if they're chopping down heaps of trees in the, in the forest or something like that or, or uh, doing something that they shouldn't be doing, um, killing too many animals in a hunt that they don't really need all the animals, um, things like that. So according to, to them, and I have heard this from other Aboriginal Australian people as well, that they they sense they can see your soul straight away 
Yeah. Um, so if we're talking about cre- um, beings that have the ability to do that, I think we're talking about uh, abilities that are almost beyond human comprehension to a certain extent. I think so too. And I got to tell you this, and I've shared this a couple times. In fact, it's kind of public, but I don't say it all the time. I was doing a show probably six months ago. And my guest um, claims to have uh, telepathy with the, with not only uh, Sasquatch, but Dogman and uh-huh. other entities of the forest. Yeah. Uh, pretty well-known researcher. I, I believe a lot of what this person says, and I will preface the story by this. She knew nothing about me. Now, of course, anybody can say that, right? Because my, my, my encounter is... Of public domain. I mean, I, I broadcast the very first time, 2018. I put it on, on on video. So certainly, somebody can pick that apart if they want to try to uh, trick you into something. I get that. So, I was interviewing this lady, and we're talking about her research and her research area. Nothing to do with me about her. And she's talking about how, yeah, she can mind speak with these creatures. And she calls them ancient people. In fact, she calls them also uh, humanoids with supernatural abilities. Okay? So we're about half hour into the interview live on YouTube. And she says, oh, by the way, Rob Danalo says... he did not mean to scare you or Cindy. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I about fell out of my chair. You know, the people in chat were like, you know, comments later, because you'll provide comments. Rob, you should have seen your face. You fell out of your chair damn near on your interview. So I'm like, who the hell you, who the hell is Danalo? She was, that's the Bigfoot you encountered in Lake Cadillac. Now, again, keep in mind, she could probably know that information because I made it public. I'm like, are you kidding? I says, okay, is this, are you talking to this guy right now or whatever? Yeah, he says he had nothing to do with the death of Cindy. You are coming upon his children in the area fishing beneath the water and wanted you to get out of there, but meant you no harm. Wow. And again, she could have known all these things. I mean, I saw publicly that Cindy passed away. Now she's telling me things that only I would know about. Because I don't, when I tell the encounter, there's not, I never make mention of the red barn. Right. There was like a red barn sitting over there. Uh I never make mention of the foul smell that we were coming across prior to even seeing the Bigfoot. I never see any of these things. She mentioned the red barn. She mentioned the smell, which I never made public to anybody. Not a single soul. Supposedly this was the Bigfoot giving off a smell. So we would get out of there before it went to the drastic measure it took. And supposedly told her 
hey, we have him look for the red barn. And I remember distinctly being a red barn there. I never made that public to anybody. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It doesn't surprise me now after three years of doing this and I started out not really knowing what yaoi's are. In fact, not really knowing that lots of people had seen them, but thinking that they were some uh, mysterious, hard-to-find, ape-like creature in the woods that, that might be very clever but certainly not as clever as human beings and was still just a plain old animal of some kind. Yes. Um, I, I certainly don't believe that now. And after after talking to so many people and having my own uh and this is something I haven't spoken about too much, and maybe I'll tell you more about it sure. when I'm on your show. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah. but, but, uh-huh. but certainly having uh, mind-speak situations as well now. I, I haven't seen one in real life, but I've been having contact in my third eye with, with one being, one yaoi. Oh, and wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't go into it all now. I'll tell you it no, all. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, we could save all that, but yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome. It's really, really cool. And and, it, and that's all come about because I've been spending, I guess, having lots of conversations with, with people who are psychic, people who are, who are shamans, who are, who are uh, um, people who deal in the spirit world all the time. And so the more time I've been talking to those kinds of people and understanding what's really out there and what's possible, all of a sudden it's opened this part of my, my heart and my, my brain where I'm like, okay, th- this, is, this is all real. They're all happening and it's all out there. I, I firmly believe now that uh, 
that our, our hairy friends are yeah. not the monsters we think they are. Uh, I think there there are good and bad ones. I think you can have them on good days and bad days, and like human beings, as you said, there are good yes. ones and bad ones. I don't believe they're all cuddly teddy bears out there. No. You know, they're not all Chewbacca. Um, no, but yeah. but I think there are ve- some very very good ones out there who who. I mean, the message I got just a couple of days ago was, keep talking about us in the way you do, meaning. We're not monsters. We're not. We're not out here. We're not here to harm you. We're not trying to kill you. We're not. You don't need to hunt us, uh, and you certainly yeah. don't need to to prove to anyone that we exist. We don't care about that. You know that mainstream because there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of researchers out there in your country and mine who are fascinated by the subject, but they're so focused on, we need evidence. We've got to get the photo. Yeah. We've got to get the video. We've got to, we've got to prove yeah. to mainstream society that they exist. And to be honest now, that's, I certainly believed that in the beginning, but I couldn't give a stuff about that, that now. I don't care whether no. anybody believes it or not. And I certainly yeah. not out to hunt them down and persecute them and try and get them on camera so that I can then show non-believers that I was right all along. Like it doesn't, it's not part of my motivation for this research anymore. Yeah. You know, we do think quite alike in that regard as well, because I tell you what, I am, I don't care a squad about proving the existence of Bigfoot. That's not on my agenda at all. I mean, in fact, I hope it's never proven and kind of a, a statement to make, but you know, number one, I love the mystery about it, right? Yeah. I, you know, if if, if Bigfoot is proven to exist, and we capture one, that would just be horrible. People like us, me and you, we'd be going out of business. We'd have to find another podcast to do, right? <laughs> you know, right. I mean, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, and it's not intriguing. There's no mystery. And number one, yeah, you know, again, I think there are good, good and bad ones. But again, I'm out here doing what I do to prove the existence of Bigfoot. I'm with you. What I do is provide the stories, provide data, and more importantly, we're an outlet to experience or to share our experiences and to help enlighten others and help those in need that have had encounters. I can't tell you the amount of people that thank me for having our show and that reach out privately where I discuss it with them. I feel like some days I'm a psychologist and I just tell them what I went through. No, you're not going crazy for one. And, and I do believe one of our mottos on our show is we believe I am. You could tell me that you were walking on the trail and a Bigfoot jumped out in front of you and turned into a clown. You know what? Who am I to tell you that you're lying to me when I didn't have that experience? Yeah. Certainly my experience Sounds kind of out there. I get it, but I don't care if you believe me or not. And I'm not talking about you personally, the public. It's because it happened. I know they're there. I know they exist. Although what I saw, I still don't know what it was. Even though the guest on my show said it was a Bigfoot, there's still questions I need answers to. I just want my own personal answers and what I saw, right? Uh, but I know they're out there. I talk to too many people, and you know what, Sarah? There's too many people that tell you stories 
that they all, a lot of them, not all, many of them simply match up. Yes. People, a million people, of course, I'm being a little, that number's too high. The hundreds of people I've talked to personally who do not know each other aren't making the same things up. They're not reading each other's minds, correct? I mean, correct. there's just too many commonalities with all of these stories, with many of them. Absolutely. And not only correlations with all the Australian stories over here, but you've you, the story you just told me correlates to many of the stories that I've heard over here. So we, we, we're definitely dealing with a real being and a real being that's not just in Australia, but that, that, that pops up all over the world. Oh, for, for certainly. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're here. They're where you live. They're um, Britain or England, yeah. France. I mean, it, the mountains. I mean, every, they're probably, they're in every country. Let's leave it at that. Right. I mean, they have to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, what I, I noticed when I first started doing this work and, and interviewing people for Australian Yowie Research was that, like you, and because I'm a social worker and, and spent many years working with victims of crime and I, I'm trained in recognising trauma and, and, and working with people who are deeply traumatised. And so I realised pretty quickly into starting this work that these people were suffering so much trauma and, and, and like you, having these experiences that life-changing, mind-blowing experiences that they're never the same again um, and, they're not, and, and not being able to talk to many people about it and not even knowing if they were going crazy or not. Um, so so that's, that's, that, that's part of my mission, I realised as well, was to provide, like you, to provide yeah. this, this emotional support for, for, for people who've gone through something that most people can't even imagine. Absolutely. And, you know, I made a statement you know, earlier that our motto is we believe, but I will say this, there has to be healthy skepticism because even like Tex, he does a lot of research in, in Texas. And if he comes across something, he is the first one that tries to debunk the hell out of it before he makes it public or speaks on it, right? Because, you know, we always got to move forward to trying to figure out what if it's not this is something else. So you always put in these these different mechanisms to try to debunk things because you really just can't take someone's word for it on a grain of salt. Like, a, Although, again, I believe, but then again, maybe it wasn't that. It might have been something else. Now, we're convinced that a lot of things that we are seeing in the forest are what we think they are. There's something definitely there. It's definitely a being, but not everything is Sasquatch. Let me like point an example. If you're camping, Sarah, and you're in a campsite and you look up and you see red eyes 12 foot off the ground and you're a Bigfoot researcher, what's your immediate thought going to be? <laughs> oh, well, that's a Bigfoot. Yeah. But we don't know that for sure, do we? I mean, we don't know what it is. Particularly, you just see a set of eyes floating above the ground, right? So that's the thing that now that I do caution people. And to me, if you can have tele telepathic communications with these things, it's certainly not all flesh and blood. Now, I do believe that we as humans can have the abilities. You know, a good friend of mine, Jessica Jones, she's a remote viewer, and she's a co-host of mine on one of our shows, and I've learned quite a lot about her, about the third eye, the pineal gland, and 
and energy. And all this stuff is energy. Yes. Negative energy versus positive energy. And I'm just learning about this last couple of years since I met her. And a lot of this is just all energy as well. You know, we talked about parallel universes last night, the multiverse. It's all made of energy. And depending what you can do with that energy, you can do just about anything. You know, it's not a coincidence that you're at a local gas station or, or market and we've always had this experience. You think someone's looking at you and you're standing in line at a grocery shop. Sure enough, you turn around and someone's looking at you. I mean, these are things that we all have, right? And it's just how we focus it and strengthen these things. Absolutely. I think, and once you start to realize, I'm the same as you, It's this, these are things that I've really only been learning about in the last, you know, say three years. Yeah. Um, but I, once you understand that all matter is just energy, yeah, <laughs> um, right. Then, when it, at an atomic level, when when it comes down to that, and I'm no scientist, and I certainly no, can't, I, oh, I, hey, can't I, I can't, I can't say I that I I know every, no, I got much you. <laughs> about what I'm talking about. But now I've I've got a, a tiny bit of understanding that once you once you once you understand that. Anything is possible. You can do. You can. You can change. You can manipulate that energy into different forms, into traveling to other dimensions, into things that appear magical and paranormal, but aren't really. You're just looking at things on a quantum level, um, and and that all of these things are entirely possible. Portals. You guys were talking about portals on your yeah. show yesterday. Um, all of that's related. It's not. I've start. I've become aware that it's these sorts of things are entirely possible and not magical maybe supernatural uh, but yes definitely not magical you're right about that one yeah yeah so so anything could be out there all these different beings that we human beings we think we think we can see everything and that we're fully aware of everything going on around us but i've come to the understanding that we we only can see and sense a tiny fraction of what's really out there yeah, you're absolutely right. And like I say, I again, I'm with you. I'm no expert whatsoever. I'm uh, what am I? I'm I'm really newer. It's I, sure I started in 2018, but really the last two years is where I've just really actually taken it up hardcore. Where I just want to learn these things, right? And the more I learn, the less I know, and the more confused I get with a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's honestly got truth. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You and I are actually on a very similar trajectory. We, we started, well, you might have, you started a year before me, but we, we're kind of learning about all of these things at a, at a similar time. Um, oh, and yeah. I don't know about you, but my mind keeps getting blown on a, on a weekly basis <laughs> by things that people share with me and things that I learn about the world. I'm going, oh, my God, really? Is that possible now, too? Far oh, out. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, talking last night with Brian Bowden. Bowden, 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 right? You <laughs> he's, know? A, he's a fascinating guy, isn't he? I'd yeah, love to man, chat to I him sometime. So I've known him. That's the second time he's been on a show. And this show... Yeah, I learned quite a bit. See, I love doing this. I learned so much from all the guests, right? And, yeah. And I get further educated, and it makes me feel good about what I'm doing today and, and getting better at it and learning things, you know. And, you know, our mind is just a, a sponge when it comes to this, just like a little kid or a little baby growing up. You know, you 
they're, they're, they're sponge. They don't know anything about the world. Well, much like you and I, you know, learning this now, I didn't know anything about portals. You know, I didn't know anything about dimensions or, or hell, I'm really not, not about Bigfoot, really. It's like, sorry, doing this and, and you just, you, you get so much information. It's like almost like information overload where you actually, hey, there are nights where I have to sit. I get so busy and caught up in this on a daily basis, Sarah, that I actually got to stop myself, sit down, crack open a beer and have a cigarette and just calm down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, yeah, and think about something else, right? Yeah, I'm not obsessed with it, but I do this kind of for a living. It ain't a living. I ain't making much out of this, but I I consider it my job though because that's what I do, and and I love it. And you know, right now I wouldn't trade it for anything. Just the knowledge that you learn. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you mentioned in your in your show yesterday, the one I caught yesterday, that you've had an interesting experience with. Was it an antique? Was it your? Was it a yes. watch? Was it a watch? No, the, Brian Bowden was was with a watch. She had oh, that's a, right. A yes, watch. yes. Yeah, but you've it was had a Rolex ex- watch. That's right. But you've had experiences with antiques and, and I did spirits I did. connected I, to them. Tell I, me about. Sure, I had uh, back uh, when I was married some time back. My uh, the, my ex wife we uh, she turned me on antique shopping. And I and I will admit that I do love antiques. I love going to the stores, look around, shopping around. So we had a, a room, a curio. We had a room, a foyer, where we had a bunch of curio cabinets, and we started collecting all these antiques from all these different shops across Michigan. And if we went to uh, different states, we would make sure we found uh, the shops, and we'd always would make purchases. Some things old, some things relatively, you know, newer, but mostly it was older stuff. Whatever caught our eye. It could have been like a, a little log cabin. I just told her no dolls. There's two things I do not like in life. I will tell you right now, dolls and clowns. <laughs> they scare me more than that encounter I just told you about. What's a doll? A doll, you know, a doll, a D-O-L-L. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, doll, sorry. Like sorry. A bar, yeah, yes. like a, you know, a yeah, got it, got it. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just your it's, your your accent is different to mine, so I was trying to work yeah. it out. <laughs> okay. You know, they've got those glassy eyes. You don't. They look. Oh, they're pretty, awful. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah. Creepy, I, I, creepy. I'm not into that. No, no. <laughs> so I said, no, no clown objects or no or no dolls. She's like, fine. So we'd get like cool stuff. It'd be like cabins, little cabins, stagecoaches, whatever trinkets. And we started collecting this stuff uh, in one year's time. We lived there for two or three years with no no problems. Now we start collecting this stuff, and after about three months, we got a, we amassed this collection. And, and mind you, beautiful. I mean, it was very cool to look at. I mean, very. I loved it. But I just after a while, I started noticing. I would start seeing shadows. In my house, at first it started at the out of the corner of my eye, and I look. Rachel, are you there? That's my wife's name. And I also had two cats, Pitter and Patter, two Siamese cats. I think it's either the wife or my two cats, but there was always nothing there. And then I started seeing shadows on walls. I see a shadow on my back wall, and it would just kind of sweep across the back, 
the back paneling where I had a panel laid up on a wall. It'd sweep across, and there's no way a shadow could appear because, frankly, the sun wasn't going through, and, and, and the windows were, the drapes were drawn, I see, in the shadow. The only light was that was emanating was from a lamp. And I thought that was like crazy. And so I kept it all to myself as not to worry the wife. And finally, I, one day I said, hey, I got to tell you something. I've been seeing these crazy shadows out of the corners of my eyes, and I think I've seen them on the wall. She goes, Rob, really? She goes, oh, my God. I didn't want to tell you. I think I was crazy. I said, yeah, me too. She goes, I've been seeing certain things like that too. And she says, just like me, at first I thought it was Peter and Patter, the cats, or I thought maybe it was you. But every time I looked around, you weren't around or neither were the cats. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So once the, she and I both got together on this, all of a sudden it felt like a negativity started coming about. Nothing evil, but just it was just always like a bad day. There was always something that was going on that was negative, right? Whether it was my brother calling me because the kids are sick or my friend called me because he lost his job or my wife lost a big deal at work. She was in sales. Just for months upon months, it was just not positive. Things were just, it just did not feel right. The shadows weren't going away. We would still see them. It wouldn't be on a daily thing. I mean, you might you might go two or three weeks and not see anything. But when you saw them, they seemed to come rapidly, and you would see them for several days. Then they would fade away. My cats were getting jittery. I thought our cats escaped one day, and they were both curled up underneath our couch. Couldn't find them for 10 or 12 hours. Got nervous. Where are the cats? They were both like scared up inside of our couch. Yeah, right. So we finally, I said, man, I don't know. So we had a, a person come over, a healing person, or I don't want to call him a witch. But she's, but so she ever, like, uh, one of those spiritual people, right? I called her a witch back in the day. I was a young kid. I was in my 30s. And I said, hey, that's a witch. We're bringing a witch over. So, <laughs> so. Asked us, interviewed us, asked us what's different about the house, and then we had made mention, and then she asked about the curio cabinets and all these trinkets. How long they've been there? I said, well, just recently we we just brought them into the house. You know, we've been married several years now, and and this last year uh, we started collecting these things, and we've amassed all this in like you know over six months. So she went over to the cabinets, started tinkering with some of the objects and started getting a bad vibe from them and said, this is the cause, the source of your problem right here. So she had suggested a cleansing, a white, uh, what do you call it, um, smudging and yeah. and such. But she said, you guys have so much stuff here. She basically told us we should probably get rid of it or just take it back to where we bought it. But then she said, after you do that, you're still going to have the element. There's still going to be the elementals, as she said, are still going to be back in your home. So you're going to have to get a cleanse. I'll have to come back and cleanse it. That was her suggestion. We thought she was crazy. Now, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. I'm going to be straightforward with you. But after the 
couple weeks going by, we didn't do anything with it. We just thought that that was just, you know, storybook lore, you know, some the horror film type of things. And well, I tell you what, you know, it just, it didn't go away. Negative, negative vibes are still blowing about. So I said, you know what, let's just go put this stuff in the garage. So we, we cleaned it out about a week later. And this is what's going to blow your mind. A week later, I stopped seeing the shadows. The things seemed to be getting better. Every, there was a positive aura going on. And she and I were happier. And, it's, and it seemed back to normal. No shadows, nothing. This went on for probably a year. Great. Now, we put all this stuff. Not in my garage, but there's a shed attached to my garage where we put everything. So you really, we never really went into the shed, but the shed was connected to the garage. And like most people, we never really used our garage for our cars. It was kind of like a storage dump for junk. Yeah. So one day in the garage, I open the garage door, I go in there, and I noticed that the shed door that's attached the garage was open and it was a crease, a crack in the, in the shed, in the side of the shed door. And I go over there. So this is kind of unusual. And I, I push it open and I'm looking around. I see nothing. Then all of a sudden, after about several minutes, maybe two minutes, three minutes, all these shadows started prancing on the walls of the shed where those objects that I moved from the house and transported into her. Right. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> yeah. Clearly you had some, you had some clearly. Pos- now, now I'm furniture. a firm believer. <laughs> firm believer now, baby. Firm believer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. After that, for sure. Well, look, I've, I've, I've got, um, I've got a, a friend who it's actually someone who, I, I initially interviewed for the show someone who sees ghosts all the time. She she grew up seeing ghosts and sees them all the time, and they communicate with her and uh, and she's become a really good friend of mine. So after all the stuff that she tells me that happens to her all the time, um, and now as you said, you know you get the opportunity to talk to amazing people doing this job. So I've got quite a few good friends now who see all that sort of weird shit (laughs) and uh, a firm believer now too, absolutely firm believer that that spirits exist, ghosts exist, Uh, particularly when it comes to old furniture. It's, it's, their energy is still there. Sometimes their spirit's still there. Yep. Yeah. And I got, I got many friends that tell me about friends from this, from doing this to say, yep, they, much like me, they love the going into their antique shops and buying stuff. They no longer do that. In fact, I got a one friend of mine doesn't, unfortunately, and says kind of sucks, but she don't even go into them anymore. Just not, don't want to pick up an attachment because, you know, one thing too, that I've learned, I don't know how true it is or not, but I kind of tend to think it's probably just something to it. Once you've seen something, like I've seen a Bigfoot or whatever the hell I saw, or once you've seen a ghost or maybe an alien or whatever, now you're more susceptible to having multiple encounters. Yes. And I do believe in that theory. Yeah, I I, I, I tend to believe that too. Um, 
there's the the hitchhiker effect too, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, that, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so now we gotta watch what we're doing. I mean, I even my girlfriend not my girlfriend, she's my friend. It's a girl, Jessica. She even tells me that. She don't even watch. We can manifest things. Like, for example, if you're watching a Netflix documentary on demons and all of a sudden they're doing incantant. I don't know how to say the word um, incantations. Well, yeah. they're talking gibberish. They're talking. They're doing a ritual. They're speaking. She goes, shut that off. You don't know what they're saying. Believe it or not, it's electronic. I get it. It's being, a, it's being broadcast into your home. You don't want it. So really, you know, I, I'm really relegated to what I watch because I think that sometimes I can manifest certain things. And I do notice, uh, Sarah, if I do, there was a period in my life where I watched a lot of things like that. And no, I'm not in the demons. I believe in God, okay, and stuff like that. But I'm interested in these things. But I tell you what, you watch enough of that, I start getting nightmares and weird stuff would happen. And the minute I stop, it kind of, I feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. again— you really got to limit your your viewing of, of certain things. I do firmly believe that as well. Oh, I so agree with you. Definitely on the manifestation thing. Um, I manifest things all the time, and and I do not watch horror movies or anything demon related at all. Um, no, I, and that's that's almost been instinctive since I was, you know, a young a teenager. Um, I do remember watching quite a few. Horror movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, yeah. The Exorcist, and and there was there's one particular one called The Entity, which scared the crap out of me at the time, and did for many years afterwards. Uh, it's a, it's a based on a true story of an entity that um, kept raping and attacking physically this poor woman. Uh, oh, went, wow. went, yeah, and so I, for years I would. It, Occasionally, you know, if I, if I was home by myself and I might hear a strange noise, that film would come into my head and I'd be like, no, don't even think about it because if you think about it, you might attract one of those one of those demons to you. And so I'd, I'd be panic-stricken if I even accidentally thought about this movie. I'd be like, no, 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 la, 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 la. Think of something else quickly, <laughs> quickly. Oh, I- <laughs> Oh, I hear you. You know, and I used to watch horror movies all the time. In fact, the one movie I could not watch until last year was the uh, you mentioned The Exorcist with Linda Blair. I watched that The Exorcist, right? The the original. Yeah, I. Ugh, boy, oh. I mean, I liked I liked the movie, but here's the thing: with me now knowing you know knowing what I know about certain things, I'll just say this: I'm not a religious person. I'm spiritual. I will say this. I do believe in God. My That's my higher power. I believe in God. Okay. We'll leave it at that. I don't, hell, I, I'll probably go to church. I haven't been to church in 20 years. Okay. I, I, there you go. But I do believe in God. Now, with that being said, if I believe in God, I believe in the devil because you, because they're hand in hand. If you believe in God, well, the devil exists, right? Yeah. So the things about the and, and I'm really into the exorcisms. I really like studying and about exercising demons out of the soul, right? And but here's the problem I got now. I just don't want to manifest that into my home either. I I just don't. I believe it can happen. I got to tell you a story. When I was heavy into this stuff, 
up until a year ago, I would be sitting in a lounge chair in my home watching TV. Now, it's probably whatever I was watching is immaterial. I'm sure it wasn't a demonic program. It was. It might have been sports. I don't know, but it was always late at night. I seen this black mist coming down, creeping down my my hallway. Now, you got to remember, this is after my Bigfoot encounter because something that happened it was very similar to what happened to me on my encounter. I had seen, it was like a fog, a mist coming down, hovering about six inches off the ground, and it was coming from a section of the house where I'm thinking, holy crap, my furnace, is something going out with my furnace is emitting some sort of smoke? I don't know. I was, that's the first thing I thought, that it was smoke from my my physical smoke. And again, I'm a night owl. It's about 2, three, two o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm kind of now looking at this, and I'm now all of a sudden like in a trance. And now I, now I can't even tell if I'm sleeping or if I'm awake. So I went to get up to kick at this and kind of investigate what the source was. Now I can't get out of my chair. Cotty's just like, I could not move to get Cindy from into the boat. And I'm thinking I'm awake. So I can still see what I'm watching on the TV. I can still see it. I can see this stuff kind of coming down the hallway toward me. Now it gets very frightening because it starts swirling around my chair. And now I can't move. I can't even yell out. Why I live by myself, so I don't, there's no one to yell out to anyways. But my only thing I can move is my eyes watching this stuff swirl around my chair. Oh my God, that is scary. Yeah, yeah, and and it seemed like it lasted for hours. It went away. As soon as it went away, I got on the phone. I called my, again, my uh, my paranormal person, tell what happened. Then I called my girl, tell her what happened. They both gave me the same identical information. Get your house cleansed, get a smudge, just do your windows, do this and that. Well, I again, me being stubborn, did not. I should have learned from the shed, Sarah. I should have learned from the shed. I did not do any of that. Nothing happened a month later, but I did remember this. I said I said earlier, I do believe in God. You have to believe in certain things, and I do believe God exists. And I do say my prayers and go to bed. I do that. So it did happen again. And like I said, the last time that it happened, it seemed like it lasted forever. And I was just scared. I didn't think of anything. So again, I see this. It comes down, swirls about the chair. But now I start praying the Our Father and Hail Mary. And it went away almost immediately. Then that's when I got my butt up. The next morning, I called somebody and did a blessing of the house, a cleansing of the house. Smudged all the windows, the doors, and I haven't had the problem in over a year. So you tell me that, and then I quit watching the demonic crap, and I don't do it anymore because I firmly believe that we can manifest anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the cleaning of the space, the smudging of a space works. I I remember my, my brother and I moved into... This is when we were living together, uh, maybe about 15 years ago. And uh, we moved into a a really old house that was maybe um, like well over 100 years, 150 years old maybe. It was a really old house in in an old suburb in in Melbourne, in Fitzroy. And the the first kind of – the first night we moved in, I heard 
during the night, something breathing, a heavy, deep sort of breathing sound in my room. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking to myself at first going, what the fuck's that? And then, and then I thought, well, if it's breathing, it's not going to be a ghost because ghosts don't breathe, do they? So I went back to sleep, but <laughs> I spoke to a, <laughs> a, a friend of mine who's, who, who knew a lot more about ghosts than yeah. I did at the time. And she said, well, they can make noises like breathing, though. And I, and I was like, well, yeah. that's not very reassuring, is it? Is no, it? not at all. Not. But my, we, had a, we had a room uh, downstairs in the house, a very small room, that my brother had his, uh, his computer and he's a, he was a musician at that stage and he had all his music set up in there. And, uh, but he, he felt like, and I felt the same, neither of us wanted to sit in that room. Um, yes. we, we, every time we went in there, we didn't, we just didn't want to be there. He didn't want to sit there. I didn't want to sit in there. And then my, this friend of mine who came over smudged the house with us and okay. immediate difference the the very next day, the, the, the difference in the atmosphere in the house was completely different. My brother was in there composing music and, it, it it completely changed the energy of the house. So ever since then, I've I'm, I'm a firm believer in in that you you do need to do it regularly because of sometimes it's your own energy. Like if if you've been fighting with someone and you you or you've had something traumatic happen in the house, there is that energy that stays there. But as you yeah. said, you can also pick up old furniture, old things that and you bring home. A, a spirit or an entity or an attachment with that old yeah. piece of oh no yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I tell you I never would have believed that any of this stuff many years ago you know and even when in my 30s when you know about that with when I was married I was like yeah well whatever and and yeah and then you know getting more experience talking to more people and I even I don't know if you on the show last night I was just talking to Brian I said hey you know I, I go, the, the set of friends I talk with, I have a couple of friends that are so damn negative, right? And I go there and, and they're just negative Nellies, negative Nancys, right? And it's like, okay, you know, I, I'm talking to these people and it's always something, some bullshit they're talking about that I, I just can't get into. It brings me down. I'll come home. I'll hang out the house for a while. I'll go to bed and I'll wake up next day and I got a hangover and I'm not even drinking. I was just felt just so exhausted. And now the flip side of that, I got a set of friends that I can talk to, just have a good old time, and and everything is cheery and everything is, you know, positive. I'll come home, I'll be positive, I'll go to bed, and I'll wake up with a smile on my face. And, yeah, and me, even me, I tell you what, if anybody, some of my friends I've distanced myself from, and I love them to death, but for me, the more mature I get in these subjects, I, I just don't. I weed that out because I tell you what, I get kind of, if I'm exposed to too much negative energy now, I, I cringe and I, and I just don't want to be a part of that anymore. I don't want to be a part of that scene. And, and it makes, and it's sad to say that I, I would turn away from a friend, but if you're negative 99% of the time I see you, you got to understand something. It brings me down. Yes. You know, we're talking about, energy vampires i mean they're not energy vampires there are actual energy vampires that do that on purpose but you can unpurposely have no ill intent 
but you can drain the energy from somebody just by being a negative, crabby person. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I can actually feel, and I've always been able to feel, I'm very sensitive to energy. So I can, if spending more than a few minutes with someone who's very, maybe in that moment, very focused on the terrible state of the world or, or something something negative, I can physically feel myself getting smaller and my energy draining out like like a battery. Uh, yeah. Just physically feel it getting lower and lower and yeah. lower and I can feel myself shrinking. It, it's qu- quite remarkable how strong that can be sometimes. Um, and, and as you're right, you're, you're, as you said, that it's the opposite. When you're with someone who's really who's really positive, yes. you, you, it uplifts it uplifts you. I think that's yeah. part of the reason why I generally, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm human like everybody else. So I'm not always sure. successful and sometimes shit things happen and you, you have to yeah. have a vent about it. But I, I no. do try and make myself focus on positive things and talk about positive things and put my energy and attention on positive things. Because the more you, the more you, talk about negative things you're not only draining energy from the people listening to you you're 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 bringing yourself down and you're manifesting the negative stuff and it's just going to keep on appearing in your life if if all you're focusing on is that negative stuff no you're right and you make i like the way you said that you feel yourself getting smaller or shrinking that's a great descriptive phrase because that's exactly how i feel around excuse me some of these people and excuse me again. And I will say this: you also, though, if you are if you are frustrated with something and you got some vented and you wanted to just, uh, you know what I'm saying? You've got to expound on some things that might be negative. That is good too, because I know that if you the longer you hold in bad negative energy, because you don't want to talk about it. At least, it's, I think it is healthy though and healing in a sense, just to blow it, or call your buddy. Or just um, talk it out to yourself in in, a, in your bedroom and just start talking out loud to yourself and just release it, even though it's negative. But what you're doing is it's a negative in a positive way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing the negative event to create a positive. So in that case, it's not as bad. But to listen to people, just all they do is, and they could be venting themselves. But I don't want to hear someone vent to me about all this negative shit from twelve in the afternoon to six o'clock in the evening. <laughs> no, and not when every interaction you have with them is them venting. Um, then, no, it, then right. definitely they are, whether it's on purpose or not, they're being energy vampires. Um, and you yeah. and you don't want to. You you can't you can't be around people like that all the time otherwise you end up losing your losing your own mojo um no i i I agree and you know and unfortunately one of these people is my best friend from the age of 13 and i had to tell this guy look man i don't know what's you know and this has only happened with this guy over the last several five six years and i've known him since 13 so i still always gonna be my friend but i tell to tell this cat man you gotta you know if you want to hey if you want to talk to me or you want to come over to my house, you better leave your shit at the door because <laughs> I don't want to hear it no more. Yeah. I really don't. And I don't even look forward to seeing this person, and it's never used to be like that. So that's like my negative thing that I have going on is trying to figure out how to explain to this person that they're actually causing their own problems by continually being negative. Yeah. 
and 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 pulling in negative energy into your life. Into yes. that's I've got I've got a few good friends who are who are like that as well, and it it sort of breaks my heart as well. Exactly as you said, you don't want to hang around them anymore, but you also can see them, in a sense, sabotaging their own lives. Yes, because they they they're, they're, they are not uh, making themselves visualize and manifest and focus on the good things in life and the positive stuff as well. Um, yes, I mean I can't tell you how many times I don't want to hear about the election. And COVID. No, no, exactly. I'm I so mean, sick of those on. subjects. I, it's part of it's to me. It's the past. Is the, it's I, I. I don't even give it a second thought today. I don't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm... my little vet for the day. <laughs> we... What, <laughs> right, we, we can saying? vent for a little bit. Talks about yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, and that's why I'm so grateful to the universe for, um, for giving me this, this this career or this mission in life now that I have now because it gives me something so exciting and so thrilling and so fascinating to focus my attention on that that normal life shit just it's like oh my god that's so boring and negative get it away from me I don't yeah, want, I don't want to go. think about any of that shit anymore I'm with you <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> hey rob do you want to tell the Yowie Central listeners, where they can find you, and uh, a little bit about the book that you're you're working on, so that they're they're ready to nab that when you're finished. Oh well, yeah, the book probably won't be for a year, but that's going to be on a bunch of right now encounters that I've uh, come across uh, for my subscribers that, that call them in in an anonymity. They tell me once again, you know, they, they're calling me to vent and or to uh, to to be healed, and they've given me access to. Uh, they, they said I can use it in a public forum. Uh, in fact, on my on Bigfoot Michigan Rob channel, I I broadcast those on a video. Um, they're very cool. They're eight and ten minute segments long, as I said earlier. So this book is going to be encompassing a lot of these encounters uh, from all across the United States, and I'm hopefully trying to get some from Australia and England and, and all over the world, actually. So it's going to be kind of like a a kickback and read about uh, what people are experiencing in in the cryptid world. So that's I'll be out. That's we're taking a year. I started that. I'm a third of the way done, uh, but it's cool because I have a publisher. So I mean, it's just a matter of of getting that penned. And uh, and of course, my channel is uh, on YouTube at Bigfoot Michigan Rob. It's just that's. I know this is a format, a audio format, but you don't need the link. If you type in Bigfoot Michigan Rob on YouTube, you got it. Please subscribe and check out all we've got. We've also got Texas Front Porch is our, our other channel. We do eight shows a week. I do two live shows from, from my perspective called Brunch with Bigfoot Michigan Rob on Thursdays and Beyond BMR on Tuesdays. I'm not going to bother to give the time because you guys are all sleeping just go into the archives and you can find it. It's all for free. And we also talk about other things outside of cryptids. Pretty much high strangers, though. If you're into aliens, UFOs, time travel, time slips, multiverses, we got it. Uh, tonight we're doing a show on um, alien um, artificial intelligence in the military or in the police. Oh, that'd that's be tonight. Cool. We're doing a show on that tonight. Yeah, 
That's with Jason McLean. So that's that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's his show on our channel, and uh, I'm it's kind of a panel show where I just kind of hang out and give my two cents. So it's pretty cool. We're on every day of the week. But uh, yeah, Bigfoot Michigan Rob on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, Rob underscore Bigfoot. I'm on Instagram, Bigfoot Michigan Rob, and uh, on Facebook. Awesome. And so was there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap it up? You know, um, no, I think, you know, again, what I would like to share is this, the platform with the channel, it's, I really beg, you know, my, my email address is beyond BMR at Gmail. So if people do have an encounter, you can email me. I can talk it over with you. We don't even have to air you. You don't have to be on our show. If you just need a place or a person to talk to, I'm your man. And if you like it to be aired, we can do that. So, yes, that's the one thing I forgot to mention. But outside of that, you know, we're just here to help people and certainly have some fun, share some stories, have great researchers on our shows. And uh, you're not alone out there. I, I, that's what I can tell people yeah. if you're experiencing anything traumatic. Absolutely. high strangeness, you know, you're there. And I think, Sarah, you, you you share the same sentiment. I'm sure that I can tell you be open to helping people yourself. Regardless of any encounter or not, I get that vibe from you that, hey, you, you're open to listen to people. And more and more people need to listen to people but not ridicule or condemn them. And a lot of these communities that fight, have these interfighting, it really has to end because we're not doing anybody any good. And it kind of hinders research going forward on these uh, magnificent, in some cases, magnificent, you know, creatures. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I'm, I've very similar philosophy with Yowie Central and with Australian Yowie Research. I'm here to listen. I'm here to help you and support you get through what was a very traumatic experience. And, and I'm, I'm also, I guess, on a mission to destigmatize talking about these things. Uh, so, so that people don't suffer so much ridicule um, going forward, we 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 need to be talking about this 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 invisible world that's all around us that people are are encountering all the time. Uh, I'm 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 hoping that the more and more people doing shows talking about this, sharing their stories, the more mainstream it'll become and the more normalised. And therefore, less less ridicule and and less stigma attached to it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we are slowly getting there. I think we're much further advanced than maybe ten years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't doing this ten years ago, but from the people I talked to, it's getting better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pe a lot of people are coming for it a little more. Uh, it's just that the thing again. This is another whole another show we could do, and I'll leave this at this. What I don't like what's going on is people that are calling out researchers, calling out other researchers and calling them, calling their work, you know, fraud or fake oh, or just yeah. trying to be the next Patterson Gimlin, right? That's yeah. got to go away. Because I tell you what, and I will say this publicly, if that's the type of person you are, I don't have you on my show because, again, that's negative, right? Our whole premise of this show has been around neg negativity last 40 minutes and and I don't need that. I don't think you do either on your show. And these people, some some of these people, got to wake up out there. Yeah, I I don't 
I don't stand for it in the Facebook group that I started that's kind of a, a forum to go with yeah. Yowie Central with the show. Uh, I'm I'm quite strict about getting rid of that behaviour. Uh, virtually well, m- most, the, the, la- the large majority of sites, Facebook sites around this subject are nasty. They're horrible to each other. And I, I just, I don't want a part of that. I, I'm nope. certainly not going to manage a group and allow that sort of shit to go on. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And if you're that kind of person, my show and my Facebook group are not the place for you. There's plenty of other places you can go and have your argy-bargy and your nasty nasty behaviour. Cool. Go yes. go for it. Go and do it somewhere else, though, because I'm not having it in my sphere. No, I got you. That's great. Yep, I understand. Yep, 100% behind you on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen your page. It's pretty It's pretty straightforward. It's I haven't noticed anything, so which is pretty cool. So, oh, there's the odd. Luckily, I'm 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 pretty lucky. There haven't been too many uh, people that I've had to remove from the group. There's a, there's a there's a small handful of people that I have had to. Um, I think sometimes also people some people just need a little bit of a uh, like a reminder or a word about how. They might not have meant anything unkind, but the words they've chosen to use are actually quite hurtful. Yeah, and, and it's just like I tell all the, you know, it's such a great point. Again, with our groups, there's like there's six or seven of us in our group, right? That we we all share ideas, and we get some of these group texts, or don't even have people with the group. If I'm texting maybe you, and I'm just having one of those days, and you send me a text, and and I just text back what I think and you don't throw in the emoji a lot of times even reading a text can come off as being rude or being disrespectful when it when there's nothing there's no intent behind it that's yeah. why I hate the texting today I, I prefer if I can't text if I have to text over one sentence to somebody call me because I'm not texting a paragraph because texting and written words can be totally misconstrued yes especially if you don't know how to write yeah absolutely that's that's so true and and you're right I don't think not everybody means to be unkind so I'm I'm right. kind of I've got I'm aware of that as well and it's it's a bit of a juggling act and a balancing act to get it right but yeah it uh, is for sure it's just talent it's a technique yeah yeah and I mean the whole social media side of things I would much rather not to ha- not to have it. I, I hate dealing with it. I um, I don't really use fo- any of it much in my own real life. It's mainly only for the show. Um, so so if I could, well, but, but you kind of yeah. need it for for creating a, a forum and a and a and a group. I think it um it, it's it's vital for doing a podcast. But it's, yeah. it's I the can't believe part. how how alike we are because I'm <laughs> only on social media for advertising and promotion. That's it. None of my friends in the other world, right? I'm not even on Facebook for. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the social. Media. I'm on Facebook, obviously, but it's only to promote my shows and promote me. Really, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what it's for. Yeah. You know, my yeah. my cousins aren't going to find me on it. My best friend ain't going to find it on it. You know, it's the people on there, and most of the people on my social platforms are into weird stuff like we are. It's not the neighbor that doesn't believe in anything. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm going to have to start calling you my brother from another mother now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you my, go. My long-lost twin. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm right back at you, Rob. Thanks so much for for chatting with me. I really enjoyed just on a personal level chatting with you, but for also sharing your yes. your story and your knowledge with, with my listeners. I really appreciate it. No, I, it was my, all my pleasure, and I will have to set up something for me and you down the road here. Yeah, yeah. You well, you, you just let me know when you when you need me there, and uh, and I'll come on one of your live shows. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And that was Bigfoot Michigan Rob. How about that shockwave that knocked poor Cindy into the water? Can you imagine that? How frightening that would have been. Have you ever felt anything like that before? Make sure you write in and let me know. Certainly some of the Yowie witnesses that I've interviewed have reported that same thing, feeling a, a powerful wave of something that feels like it goes through your whole body and vibrating your organs and sometimes with enough power to knock you off your feet. And then the the metamorphosizing of the face going into something quite demonic. That sounds hair-raising and so scary. And as I mentioned during the chat with Rob, I have actually interviewed someone who reported seeing that very same thing. He, he was looking at the face of a female what he thought was a female, young female uh, Yowie, and then looks away for a second and turns back and all of a sudden the face of this being has elongated and turned into something angry and demonic looking and, and perhaps more canine looking. Very interesting. Rob, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with me and with the Yowie Central listeners. And to all my listeners, don't forget... If you've seen a Yowie or you've experienced something strange and mysterious out there, I would love to talk to you and the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. Get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. And you can also get in touch with me via Twitter and Instagram, but I don't look at them very often, so be patient. It might take me a little while to get back to you. Well, that's all I've got for you this week, my friends. Yow Essential will be back in the next couple of weeks, so I'll catch you then. Stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
glint of your diamond ring. Your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.